What's up? Josh Swink here. And on behalf of the Wild Spark team, welcome back to the Secret Sauce Podcast, where we chat with Chick-fil-A operators about their secret sauce for creating a culture of care and a movement of multiplying leaders. I've got an equation for you. X plus Y equals retention. If you're in a leadership role, chances are you've spent some mental energy thinking about that X and Y variable over the past year. Well, good news, Andy Privatera has the answers to the test. Andy is the owner operator of Chick-fil-A Transit and Lawson in Buffalo, New York. He's going to share why leadership development and appreciation are the two most important factors when it comes to retaining talent. This conversation could not have come at a more perfect time because I believe Andy is one of the best in the world at showing high levels of thankfulness. But wait, there's more. Stick around until the end and you just might get to hear a little Tim McGraw. Let's do it. Andy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I cannot wait to dive into this conversation. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, well, Andy, I know that you've, you've listened to a couple of episodes and, and you talked about even Dustin Andrews' episode, who is the operator over in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I know that you spent uh, part of your career in Omaha and you talked about you actually visited his store uh, in the past and, and learned a lot just from the way that he did things. And so it was just funny to get to hear him on the podcast as one of the, the former that we had on prior to, to you being on it today, which uh, which I'm really excited about. Man, I, I know you know what's coming with the first question, and it is going to be what is what is the sauce there that you cannot live without? What's the one sauce that that you could not take off the menu or you would raise a riot. The funny thing is, it's, it's not Chick-fil-A sauce, which is what, what most is the hallmark for everything. Honestly, it's very fitting because I'm an operator in Buffalo, New York. So my favorite sauce is our buffalo sauce. Man. I'll put that on salads and, and use it for the chicken. I, I really love our buffalo sauce. Oh, man, that is awesome. I am also a giant fan of the buffalo sauce. I've got to combine it with just a little bit of ranch. I can't handle the heat. It just gets to me after a while. I'm not, I'm not as tough as, is is some of those guys out there like you, Andy, who could just take it on unpaired. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this city has a lot of hot sauces called suicide and other crazy sauces like that out here. And uh, a lot of Buffalo wings sold in Buffalo, New York. So uh, <laughs> it, it is on the milder end of some of the sauces I've tried in the past. Yeah. I can imagine there's some, some pretty extreme ones and by the Buffalo sauce capital of the world. Yeah, man. I love that it, it, it's spicy, but it's also got a great flavor to it. It's not just like burn your taste buds off spicy. It also tastes yep. really good. Well, man, uh, I, I want to ask a question about where we're going to camp out for a, ch- a good chunk of this podcast. And what is your, your secret sauce? So we've heard your favorite sauce and I love that it's a little bit spicy. I, I imagine your secret sauce probably gets a little bit spicy too, but what is, what is, what is the thing that remains a focus for you that, where you know that you're most impactful as the leader of your team, Andy, and as a leader of the restaurant there? Yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by some really great people here. I have a, an executive director that uh, really runs the day-to-day operations for me, and she's been with me for quite a long time, and I have a great director team around her. But you know, where I like to spend most of my time and where I think I add the most value to the business is uh, leader development and team member appreciation. And I think that's 
where I spend most of my time. I've really uh, enjoyed being in that part of the business. And I feel like that's where I add the most value. Mm -hmm. You've been able to surround yourself with other leaders who execute on the other areas of the business extremely well that allows you to focus on, on where you're best. I know that's not the case for everybody in every season. Sometimes that's challenging, right? We're having to do other things just because uh, we don't have anybody else to help do them. But I, I love that you're able to excel in these key areas because you have this phenomenal team around you there in Buffalo. I'll, I'll start with leader development. And so I'd love to hear some insights into your strategy, your approach to this, Andy, the way that you think about it from a time perspective of, of how you go about engaging in that with the team. You know, I mean, when I first got started, my focus was, you know, directors, managers, and I really wanted two different programs to kind of focus on those levels of leadership. And so at the director level, I leveraged Windshape uh, and I and I, I took the director team out to Rome, Georgia mm -hmm. and uh, no tour of the headquarters. That was at the tail end of COVID. I know corporate headquarters just opened, but, you know, next year we're going to do something a little different through Windshape just to build the team. Uh, I, I feel like that's the best way to introduce the culture when you're in an area that's not familiar with Atlanta, Georgia, like Buffalo, New York, yeah. man, if you want to really introduce them to the heart of this company, bring them to the foundation and to the nonprofit that that family runs in, in that beautiful campus out there. It's just uh, everybody was just blown away when we went out there. Next year, we'll include a tour of the headquarters, which again, my ops lead and, and, and other folks said they have someone like Mark Cathy or something do the tour, which I know will just, will just be just like a starstruck for my team and stuff. So it's a great way to build a team. Uh, they have a lot of great leader development out there at Windshape. And then at the manager level, that's where I manage, I leverage WildSpark. That's where WildSpark has been a huge part of what we do. And, um, but for me, it was, it was, it was more along the lines of what, what was I going to do with that? And the training was wonderful. And the suggested outline is really what I, I, I ran with, which was get that training out there at the beginning of the month, the third Monday of the month, everybody in that program, which is all my managers, we did a meeting offsite. And the expectation was that that online training was done through Spark before we attended that meeting. And, and so there was a lot of accountability there. So it was always done. I was always getting all my training done. And then we would go over that content for one hour and we'd make it fun and do some team building stuff and stuff like that. But the content was always relevant to what we were doing in the business. And we could always, but we, the great thing about a, a program like WildSpark is they give you great content, but you can really take all that content and apply it to what you believe is the best for your business or what takeaways you want to. So you don't lose control over, over things like messaging and, and how you want that to add value to your business. So it really is complimentary. And then that's it. Then the following week, week four of that month, we do a one-on-one, -on -one, about a 15-minute meeting with each of the leaders individually. And it's a real quick snapshot of, hey, what did you think of the training? Uh, what can I do for you? And what can you do for me? And it's just been a great way to connect with the leaders. And, and I, we encourage them to bring a list with them of things that are on their mind. We want them to feel heard. We want these decisions to be together. We want to grow this business together. I love the the, the, the bottom-up approach, you know, and, and when they get to have uh, some skin in the game and they get to be part of the decision process, man, then the ownership of the entire system just, you know, multiplies. And that really is that multiplying leaders 
type uh, uh, you know focus that WildSpark has. So it's been really good from the WildSpark point of view. And then okay, then it was just a matter of that third level was man, I got seventy percent of my business that I'm not doing anything with, and that's where we leveraged a program called Leader Activator because Leader Academy yeah. is what we do in the high schools, and Leader Academy was designed for the restaurant. And so I have a group; they don't have to have a leadership position. They are they are young, sixteen to eighteen year old men and women who uh, volunteer apply to be a part of this program. We did something real special with it this year. They did a lot of nonprofits and had a really exciting graduation at the end of the year that I, I could certainly share with you. I love what you're doing with your senior level leaders. I think Windshape is incredible. If you haven't had the chance to go visit Windshape in Rome, Georgia, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. They've got a number of different fantastic programs on the last episode. You heard Nick Westbrook, who is, is another guest talk about how Windshape saved his marriage. So um, there's a lot of different, really cool things that they do there, but the campus obviously is beautiful and you've got to go check it out at some point, add it to the bucket list. And then just love the way that you've leveraged WildSpark also internally. Andy, you're, you're like a poster child for us and just the way that you execute with your team and a, a word comes to mind when I think about it, and it's just engaged. Your team is just so engaged. And I think that's the level of input that they have from you that leads to that engagement. And what I really like is, yes, I think people's fear sometimes, especially from an operator perspective, Andy, is, is when you got into being a Chick-fil-A owner, you, you did it because you wanted to make an impact on the lives of people. And they think like, oh, partnering with somebody like WildSpark is going to completely take that away from me. And that's completely false. You know, we just want to help as much as we can and support and maximize that impact. But what I think you have done an incredible job with, and I've seen some of this firsthand, is you utilize the outline of it, but then you're extremely creative with how you engage your team around it. And even like the way that you've customized and tweaked some of the uh, the team meetings that happen and layering in, you know, books and other thought leaders that you're super familiar with and leveraging added perspective to, to make it really hit home. I think is really impressive. So I just wanted to, to sing your praises on the way that you've engaged your team, the way that I've seen you engage your team with that. And then I think something that's extremely practical that you're doing is those one-on-ones in the last week. And that, that's something that a lot of people miss the mark on, right? We get busy. And so we think, oh, like the, the, the one-on-ones, that time is, is, is sometimes one of the first things to go. It's just extremely valuable. I would I would encourage anybody to hold on and fight for some one-on-one time with your team. So much value is added by engaging with them in that conversation. And then leader activator is so cool to allow some of those young leaders to go through some project-based learning and to help them uncover their potential as a leader and allow you to see that too is, is so cool. So, man, I, I appreciate you diving into to those three different levels here, just of how you engage your team and even broken it down into a into that monthly process that you, that you work through with it. I do want to dive in. I know you said you, you've done some cool things for the graduations that you've had for these different levels of leaders within your company. Affirmation and appreciation, I think is more important than ever. We're seeing that in the, uh, the tumultuous job market right now, that if we don't appreciate, if we don't care for our team, then they're likely not going to be with us for very long. And so I think you're doing a phenomenal job with this. Uh, Andy, expand on some of the different things you do from an appreciation perspective for the team that you have there. 
Yeah. So, I mean, just starting with uh, appreciation connected to leader development, leader activator is a one year program that you do three community service projects over the course of the year. And then at the end of the year, um, you can even just do it quarterly and then bring new people in each quarter. But we do three projects throughout the year. We wanted to make it a little more special. We got young 16 to 18 year olds that are a part of this program. They could realistically be with us through college. They could take leadership positions in the business. So we had 19 people, 19 team members enrolled. All 19 graduated a year later. So just from a retention perspective, no turnover. <laughs> uh, and I truly believe they were just engaged and excited to be a part of that program. At the end of the year, though, we were trying to decide where are we going to do this graduation? And, and, and I had jokingly at the time said, well, how about at Buffalo Bills Stadium? And they're like, you can't rent an NFL stadium. I said, well, you might as well ask. <laughs> well, you can, apparently. We connected with the event coordinator and set up a graduation. Um, we've set up a script very similar to the way this a script at a high school graduation would be. We had a guest speaker, which was a local congressman that came in and talked to the team. The event was held at Bill Stadium in a sideline suite. And then at the end of the graduation, everybody in attendance was allowed to go down on the field and play football or do whatever they wanted. The whole stadium was theirs for an hour and a half. So we had 19 young men and women graduate. We had 164 people attend the graduation. <laughs> Parents, all the other team members because they were all excited to get down on this football field and it was just a really big deal so we took something and we reinforced servant leadership and leader development and graduated these young men and women and now their name tag uh, designates them as as a graduate of this program and so now we're in class two now and everyone's really excited because they want to go back to the bill stadium (laughs) here so they were really interested in in being a part of the program this year but but it was just uh it was something really special the team loved it the parents they're like, what kind of company is this? This is supposed to be a high school job for my kids. What is going on here? And the parents, I think, which was the most remarkable, were the most impressed by everything that we were doing. And that's who Chick-fil-A is supposed to be, world's most caring company. Mm -hmm. We need to be very different because we are, we're better. And, you know, that's the reason that every other, every other restaurant is made a chicken sandwich, but my line, our lines don't change because- It's not about the chicken. It's about the way we interact and deal with people in our community and treat our teams. And so that was a special story that that we had. We do a lot of other stuff around team member appreciation. Obviously, the normal stuff that all operators do, you know, Christmas party and and, and Mm -hmm. some events throughout the year. We definitely cater in food to them constantly and stuff like that. Uh, We try to, you know, from a wage perspective, we certainly include the best we can. Obviously, there's there's a healthcare in my restaurant, 401ks in my restaurant. So I try to stay competitive that way as well. But a lot of it has to do just interacting with people. And that's really where those one-on-one meetings after WildSpark training have had the most impact. That's I tell my director team, that's the most valuable time spent I spend in a month mm. is the 15 minutes with each, you know, 15 minutes, not collectively, but individually with each of my my leaders because they just felt heard and appreciated and cared for. Then the other things is sounding really unrealistic for a lot of operators right now, but I guaranteed a five-day work week to uh, all my managers and all my directors. Hmm. So they're all guaranteed a day off. It's not consecutive. It's not a Saturday, for example, yeah. but th- that kind of quality of life jump was just enormous. It was better than a $2 an hour pay raise, to be honest.
honest with you. Yeah. I'm saying from their perspective. So again, just something else where just trying to, you know, put the, put, you know, retain these folks. And, and, you know, I, I have six directors. They've been with me since the day I opened two years ago. I have seven managers. They've been with me since the day I opened two years ago. Mm-hmm. I have nine trainers and I have nine team leads. They've all been with me for over a year. So I truly believe that some of this appreciation stuff has really paid off when it comes to stuff like this. And uh, yeah, it just really gets me excited, but I'm very thankful that I have a team around me that allows me to spend my time in this area. I love the Buffalo Bills story. It's so cool. And, and I think a a testament to the creativity, right. And, and, and the ability to dream big. And that's what I would encourage leaders with that are listening is, is don't be afraid to dream big, right. That there's a a cool idea that you have pursue it because you never know what can happen. You can end up in an NFL stadium in a suite and getting to see the team run around on the field and, and throw footballs in the Bills stadium. And the amount of people that came out is hysterical. The, the most well-attended graduation, I'm sure, in the history of the restaurant. Family, all the family coming out, you know, every team member, because, I mean, it's exciting. That's that's a ton of fun. You just got to be a little bit intentional about looking for creative ways to celebrate the team. And, you know, you mentioned some of the other stuff that are, that are you know, almost table stakes or, or the status quo for some of the different things that are happening, but you got to look for opportunities to go above and beyond. Obviously the result is people want to stick around, people want to stay. And then even you talking about the, uh, the balance, some of the guard guardrails that you've implemented and promising that, that five day work week that you're just helping them hit a home run in, in some of the other areas of, of their life. And in return, you're going to see a lot more impact for when they do show up to work, right? They're, they're much more effective. They're much more motivated and inspired when they know that you're in their corner and you're looking out for them, you're, you're protecting them and, and you want to see them thrive. Uh, my, my next question is, is going to be more along the lines of, of your story, Andy, and your, your journey to where you are today. Um, I think there's a lot of value in it. And I know that you, you have a background in the military and you transitioned over to Chick-fil-A, but it hasn't been all rainbows and, and butterflies and sprinkles along the way. You've learned a lot and you've grown a lot even since making that transition. And so, man, I'd love to hear and, and for everybody to hear a little bit about your story and journey and even some of the challenges and struggles, some of the uphill battles that you faced along the way and what you learned from those that you continue to carry with you today. Yeah, it was a tough transition. I'll, I'll tell you one thing just right off the bat is I have a tremendous amount of respect for the food service industry that I never I never appreciated uh, without being in it. It's just a tough business and there's a lot to do and there's a lot to balance. But I, I spent 21 years in the Army. I retired in 2016 and I started the interview process a couple of years before that retirement date. The timing was perfect between retirement and the opening of my first restaurant in Omaha, Nebraska. It was a long shot. Uh, even Applying for a Chick-fil-A, I, I initially applied because uh, there was just a lot of great feedback about them being a very military-friendly company, that there's a lot of veteran owners of restaurants. And so I gave it a shot. And I was just super thankful the day that they shook my hand and asked me to partner with the Kathy family. And I got into the restaurant and I thought, this is going to be amazing. It was really, really tough. One, um, I didn't have much, not enough. You, you can't have enough knowledge about the restaurant business 
but even the day-to-day operations of the restaurant, there was just a huge learning curve and a lot, a lot of hours, which I know hundreds of operators can can share the same story with. What, what the unique thing about my story is, is that my restaurant at the end of the first year officially opened at 1.8 million for the year. <laughs> Freestanding restaurant and 1.8 million. Um, so I had I basically made the operator minimum for the first 15 months uh, actually that I was in business so I'm putting in 60, 70 hour weeks. Uh, I'm making the operator minimum. Uh, the operators around me aren't. And uh, those conspir- I stopped looking at comparison reports uh, <laughs> soon after getting my restaurant. I didn't want to see it, but I got real frustrated. I mean, to the point that I, that I was thinking about taking a different direction. I told my wife, I said, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done this. You know, maybe I should have stayed in the army. Maybe I should have found another job. And she looked at me and she said, you know, you told me that when you left the army, you'd, you'd leave the army for the right company, that you would never leave the army for a paycheck. And I said, I know. And she said, well, is Chick-fil-A now the wrong company? And I said, no, it's still the right company. And she said, well, then you need to go back to work. So God has a plan and you need to just, you need to push through this. You know, they, they gave you this restaurant for a reason. They believed in you for a reason. So you need to go do what you got to do to make this restaurant successful. And that was about 11, 11 months in. It was a changing point for me because she was right. I was really proud to wear that uniform. I felt like I was a really good role model to my, to my kids and and I felt like I was doing a job that had value and purpose. And I felt that way at Chick-fil-A. It's just, just financially, it was tough. And in and, and year two, uh, she was right. You know, year two, we pushed through. Uh, we ended at 2.3. And, uh, you know, when compared to 1.8, that wins symbol. And and so it was uh, it was just progressively up. We, we went just over 3 million in year three. And so there was a whole bunch of people that really uh, gave me encouragement. My operator coach just kept telling me, Andy, the brand is strong. You got to trust the brand, trust the brand, Andy. I know this is tough, but trust the brand push through. And then I had other operators that gave me great advice of, of things to do to grow the business that I, I took uh, like business of the week, which is one of the strategies that an operator that shared his story at next. And I reached out to him because his story was really similar to what I was going through at the time. And he gave me that encouragement that I needed. And so, so the one thing I've always appreciated about this life that I've lived is, is there's God's always put the right people in, in front of me to help me persevere. And, and that eventually led to me being selected for a move and getting a restaurant in Buffalo, New York. And, and so uh, I'm so thankful that I had the right people around me and my wife encouraged me to stay because um, it was a really tough beginning. But I really, truly believe that that humble beginning made me a better operator. I'm in a good restaurant now. You know, we're going to be close to nine million this year when we close out and uh, much different than the 1.8 million restaurant I had five years ago. I really take the time to appreciate a lot of stuff to include other operators, knowing that this is my operator story and my operator journey. And there are operators today and operators, especially during COVID that went through a lot of struggles too. And so I just have a a big heart and appreciation for all the work that they do. And I'll always give the same encouragement to them that that was given to me when I was going through that. But it really helps me to appreciate what I have, who this company is, because they stuck with me too. Hmm. And they were there to encourage me too. And and so just really thankful for where I ended up and that I have strong people like my wife to, to make sure that she holds me accountable for what I say. I know that um, you mentioned the one starting out at 1.8, probably at the time, what was the average volume for a Chick-fil-A, Andy? Was it around four? Yeah, I think it was like 4.2 was the average. At okay. The time. Yeah. Years. Just for, just for some context of how challenging that, that 1.8 was uh, initially. And 
I loved what you said. You may not be the person that you are today if you would have came in, you know, at a at a booming restaurant that was at you know eight million right out of the gate. But the the lessons that you learned through some of those challenges have been so much more valuable than just coming in and, and seeing high levels of volume right out of the gate, and has impacted the way that you engage your team now and the level of humility you have. So. Just really, really cool to hear, hearing how people have supported you along the way, like your wife and your operator coach, encouraging you to trust the brand, stay the course. I know that we're, we're big and, and you align with this on this principle of, of a multiplying leader, somebody who has, yes, been, been impacted by another multiplying leader, but then is using that to impact others, right? This multi-generational impact that we want to see happen, that we've been called to do that is extremely fulfilling. I'd love to hear more about just who some of those people are for you, Andy, what you've learned along the way, how that's impacted the way that you now engage your team. And I know that you're a, you're a Tim McGraw fan. So if you want to, uh, I won't make you sing any Tim McGraw unless you're, you're feeling up for it. But if you want to quote some Tim McGraw lyrics here on the way that you think about things, man, have at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, throughout my military career, it's, you know, in, in, in hindsight and stuff, there's just been in, in the early part of my career, as I was learning how to grow up and, and, and young private, private first class, staff sergeant, that kind of stuff. There was a Sergeant Rhodes that really just put me under his wing and, and, and helped me to be the best version of me I could be. And, and then when I got to the middle part of my career, it was it was first Sergeant Alexander. And towards the latter part of my career, it was guys like Staff, uh, Sergeant Major Leg and Sergeant Major Sherman. But these guys saw potential in me and they gave me an opportunity to be the best version. And it was some tough love because it's the military. They can do whatever they want. It was there to make me better. Uh, and, and they wanted what was the best version of me I could be. And I helped, I feel like they helped me. And, and then when I transitioned into Chick-fil-A, I've been surrounded by great people, great operators. I have a great operator here in, in Buffalo that I work with now. The operators there in Omaha were there to really support me. And they were there for me and the wives connected and my my business consultant obsoletes now, but they were all all there for me, uh, including my new, op, new operator business consultant and others, and then just other mentors that really helped me get where I was going. I will tell you that, you know, now that I'm in Buffalo, you know, I did a lot of self-reflection as far as, you know, having the great opportunities I've had and, and being in the good restaurant I'm in now and get a chance to lead this, this organization. And I love what I do. It's, it's criminal how much I love what I do. <laughs> I, I really wanted to focus on my life purpose and what is it that I'm trying to do here? What is God's calling for me now that I am here? I know it's not nice cars and big houses. So what is it that that Andy Privatera can be doing? Why did God put me in this position? I truly, I know it's it's not from scripture, and uh, but it is from Tim McGraw, all right? But uh, <laughs> but he, he sings a song called Humble and Kind. And the last lyric of that song is when you get where you're going, don't forget to turn back around and help help the next person in line. Mm. And I truly believe that although not scripture, God called me to that line. And that's where I'm at in life now. Like I, when it comes to team member appreciation and leader development, I feel like those are the best two vehicles to fulfill that. I feel that as people come into my business, it's my job to make sure that this is the best place for them to be, that, that, that we make their lives better, we bless them in some way, and become a positive part of their journey. I, I would love to think that God is literally bringing them to us so that he wants them. He wants us to be part of their story. And 
And so I'm going to focus on that. It's just, uh, you know, I feel like I've got where I'm going. I had a long and successful military career, had a lot of hardships uh, with Chick-fil-A in the beginning. The Lord's great at humbling me. He knows I need that. And, um, and now I'm in a really good place. And I feel like I have the best chance now to really start fulfilling this purpose because I really am where I want to be in life. So now it's just a matter of being a mentor, just like all those guys and girls that helped build me up throughout my entire life from the time I was 18 and left for boot camp to the time I was 42 years old and, and, and struggling to get that restaurant from 1.8 to 2.3. Somebody, there was always someone there to give me the encouragement I needed, the love I needed, the training I needed, something that helped me get to where I'm going. I surely didn't do this on my own. And uh, so now I just, I want to be that person that all those people were for me in my life throughout all those years. Man, I absolutely love that perspective. I can't think of a better way to round out this episode of the podcast than to talk about this. It's so cool to hear your journey and what you've been through and all the different things that have happened along the way, all leading up to the moment that you have now to steward this platform and this opportunity extremely well. Stewardship is the word that comes to mind. Like now you get to turn around and utilize all of that to invest in others and to be that source of impact for so many people that you know are working for you and that will work for you in the future at that, at that restaurant. Well, Andy, I want to say thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast, to share some of your journey, um, to impart some wisdom. I think there's a lot of value that everybody that listens can, can get from this, no matter what walk of life that you're currently in. And some very practical things when you think about how you invest in people of, of what could be really impactful if you applied it today with your team. Man, I want to give you the opportunity if there's anything closing that you wanted to say, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, just uh, just thank you to you uh, and for the opportunity to talk with you today. I've loved my relationship and partnership with with Wild Spark and with Chick Fil A, and it's it's always a pleasure to have an opportunity to sit down and talk about it. So uh, just really appreciate you and the operator community, and and um, and thanks for, for for allowing me to spend some time with you today. Absolutely, the pleasure is all mine. Andy, last question. Are Bills taking home the Super Bowl championship this year? That is the easiest question in the world to answer. Absolutely, they are. Without a doubt, <laughs> the best team in football, hands down. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl champs, 2020-2022 season. Thank you so much, Andy. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Josh. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't get much better than that. I never thought I'd be quoting Tim McGraw on a leadership podcast, but I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. When you get where you're going, don't forget, turn around and help the next one in line. Always stay humble and kind. We have a responsibility to improve the lives of those entrusted to us and be a blessing to them. It's so easy as a leader to always focus on the next thing, the next milestone, the next hire, the next challenge. We can't forget to turn around and help those we lead. Three things to focus on leaving our time together today. We never drift to our desired destination. If we want to positively impact people, we have to have a plan and a process to do it. Andy's plan is obviously incredible and super in-depth. My encouragement to you would be just take the next step. Get something in place to help people thrive and then build on it. Number two, leaders, let's get creative with how we show appreciation to our team. Dream big, do something a little crazy. It'll pay off tenfold with buy-in levels and longevity of your leadership team. Then lastly, in light of the Thanksgiving spirit, I'd like everyone to take 30 seconds 
to think about someone you are thankful for. It could be a parent, a coworker, spouse, mentor, friend, whoever it is, right now or whenever you put your car in park, send them a text and tell them why you're thankful for them. You will not regret it. Stay saucy and have a happy Thanksgiving, Secret Sauce Nation. Thank you.